Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Hey, thank you for joining this month's podcast. It's the beautiful month of May, and we just appreciate uh, you taking time out to watch or listen. You can watch or listen in iTunes. There's YouTube as well. And uh, this month, we're going to be tackling a unique subject. And uh, before we before we tell you today's subject, I, I want to share one thing to you. Uh, definitely hope you're sharing that this podcast, if you're hearing, learning, growing, I hope that you're sharing with other ministry friends. Uh, my pastor, Pastor Gerald Brooks, has a podcast, and I would definitely tell you to check it out, the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. But he did a, he did a lesson this spring called Fake Faithfulness. And I would just encourage you to check that out. It's just a, it's a phenomenal teaching for, for spiritual church leaders. And I think it'll bless you to be a part of that. Hey, let's dive into this month's topic. And uh, you, you might have seen it in your email if you got the email blast. Um, it's called, Is Counseling for Wimps? Is Counseling for Wimps? There's a lot of stereotypes and, and, and backstory around that. This month, I just began a series called Matters of the Mind, and, and we were, were hitting some of these topics. But I know that we as ministers uh, deal with these situations ourselves. But before I get into it, I want to tell you a little bit of my history. Some of you may or may not know. When I first moved to Colorado in 2000, for about the first six years that I lived here, um, four years traveling full-time and then two years into starting Rock Family Church. I traveled and we did, fam we called them Family First Conferences, and it was a one-day parent-teen conference. Went from like nine to three. Did them all over the country. And I'll never forget the first church I went to. It was shortly after 9-11 that we launched this uh, outreach. And the youth pastor came up to me and he says, oh, I'm so sorry. He said, I don't understand. He said, he said the... Uh, the, uh, all, all the parents that need it, all the parents that should be here, they didn't sign up. They didn't register. It's only all our good parents. And I thought, well, it's an anomaly. It's a smaller town. Maybe something's going on. And, and so then two weeks later, I go and I, I do the next one. And the youth pastor meets me and he goes, you won't believe what's happened. I said, tell me about it. He said, only the good parents have signed up. All the parents that need to come to a parenting conference and all the, all the teenagers that need to know, he said, they're not showing up. These are some of the best parents and the best families in our church. I'm really frustrated. So we did our conference and, and third church, week or two later, I go to youth pastor, pastor stops and he says, hey, I'm, I, I, just don't, I just don't know what's going on. I said, stop, let me tell you. The best parents and families in your church are the primary ones that have signed up. He goes, how did you know? Well, here's what I learned many, many years ago. The healthiest people pursue getting healthier. And unhealthy people are unhealthy because they don't pursue getting healthy. Is that, a, is that simple enough? But the same is true for us as pastors. And there are some myths that invade our leadership world of... As pastors, we're, we're, the, the stereotype is this. Never acknowledge your weaknesses. Never let them see you sweat. You have to be perfect and, and model it to those that you lead to. Never go for counseling. It's a sign that you are weak. Just trust God and pray through, brother. 
pray through, sister. Well, I want us. I want to kick some stereotypes, and I want to remove some clouds of shame. And and you you may think more of me. You may think less of me. But here's where I'm going to come at you from. Is counseling for wimps? If it is, then I classify as a wimp. I, Dean Hawk, go for marriage counseling, individual counseling, family counseling. Over the last twenty plus years, we have. Counseling has been an integral part of my life and my family's life. It's a part of who we are. Um, if even if things are going well, Kim uh, will will say, "Hey, let's 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 go see name the counselor, and we'll go do a marriage checkup." Because here's here's what happens on our on our insurance. We get a free physical every year, and my wife is so diligent to make sure that I'm going to get that wonderful physical. But here's why we go for a physical, because we're going in advance to try and identify if there are issues, problems, and to catch them early. I know of, of different individuals over the years of ministers and, and individuals in, in the churches where I've served that they were afraid of doctors. They, they said, I don't need a doctor. I'm just going to trust God. I'm, I'm just standing in faith. And one example, a simple case of, of colon cancer in stage one of a polyp could have easily been removed and treated. But because they let it go, they didn't get it checked. They ended up that they've got stage four and their life is, is literally being threatened, and they're in the fight for their life. And too often, I think we as ministers feel we have to present this strong image and, and this, this persona that we're invincible. And, and I'm just going to be blunt. We're not one of the Avengers. We, we, cannot, we, we don't have super shields. We are real human beings in real relationships, facing real challenges, real depression, real pain, real stress, real problems, real frustrations. And, and we need a place of counsel. We need a place of refuge as ministers. And so I just want to challenge you to, to, if you've never gone to counseling, consider it. Um, and it's a place of humility, but it's in humility that there is a, there's a path to healing and to restoration. It says in Philippians 2, 3, it says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. And it's in our humility that real healing can begin. It's, it's in our humility that we, we are humbled and we say, I don't know how to be the perfect husband. And I need someone to coach me to help me understand that female side of life and that female brain. And there are times in my life that I have the, the weight of the ministry, the weight of the world, the weight of the crisis and the problems and the situations that I was dealing with. I once said, I feel like I'm, there's been a shipwreck and I'm underwater holding people's legs to hold their heads above the water, but I am personally drowning and I'm not doing well. And I needed to process, process that out with someone. I went, to, I went at one point and I came home and, and Kim had a counseling appointment and I came home and, and she said, she said, well, how'd that go? What did Kent say? And I said, 
He didn't say anything. She goes, you were there for an hour. I go, I know. I just spewed and puked emotionally for an hour. I just let it out. And it felt so good. You see, we all need a safe place. And maybe you've got friends you can do that with. I pay a counselor because I know that it's a safe place. It's a confidential place. I know that he's on my side. And, and it's a safe place where I can go and vent and say things that maybe I can't say to a leadership in my church where they would say, Pastor, I can't believe that you had a thought about a member that way. I can't believe that, that you, you really wish they had died in that car accident. Well, they were such a pain in the flesh that you have those carnal feelings. And sometimes we have to process those and have a safe place to let those things out. It's in our humility that God can work in ourselves. I like what it says in 1 Peter 5. It says, And all of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And so I believe that seeking counsel is a sign of strength, not weakness. That if you need to go to therapy, I, I, I'm, I'm going to recommend a Christian counselor, a Christian therapist, someone that has like beliefs. But I, we, we know what the scripture teaches us, that in the multitude of counselors, that there is safety, that plans go wrong for lack of advice and, and many advisors bring success. And so it's in that preventative maintenance mode or recognizing you know what? It's it's there was a time that I cut myself and and usually it's slap a slap a butterfly band-aid on it, wrap it up, it'll be fine. But I recognized that this wound, this cut was too deep to just heal on its own. It wasn't going to heal properly. So I needed to to go beyond my own experience, my own, my own medical expertise, and I needed to go and get the wisdom, the counsel, and the advice of someone that knew more than I did. And so I see that that often as we as we face difficult times, as as we're facing trials and tribulations in life, we tend to feel like it's it's me and Jesus, and we need to work through this. But it's in that multitude of counselors. There's, there's safety and, and that wisdom that comes forth that it helps us process. And so I want to challenge you that if your marriage is, you, you, you're going through some disagreements, you're, you're facing some, the same issue keeps coming up and up over and over again. Here's your sign that one or both of you is not adjusting and you're not resolving those issues. And here's the way I put it. You might need a referee. They might throw the yellow flag on me. They might throw the yellow flag on Kim and say, I think you're misreading the way he, what he said. I think you took that out of context. Dean, I think you're overreacting, whatever it is. But here's what I'm going to tell you. I've been married for 35 years. And I have a strong marriage, I have a strong family, and I am a healthy pastor because of the influence of those men and women that are wiser and smarter than I. And outside of counselors, I have mentors, I have life coaches that I can go to, I have friends that I can unpack feelings and emotions with. 
And I think we need to be careful that we do not stuff, but we're 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 verbalizing and we're talking and and we're processing through the many many issues that we face in life. I'll never forget years ago. Um, our church was young. We had a young man commit suicide, and and it was it was a it was a, a tragedy. And, and Kim and I are in the middle of that. We're called by the police and we go and we're there in the home and, and calling hazmat and ministering to the parents. And I said to Kim after about six days, I said, I said, I feel like I've been doing emotional CPR for the last six days. I take a breath, you know, and I'm breathe, you know, doing the chest compressions and breathe. I feel like I've been breathing. And, and shortly after that, we had a small three-month-old infant die of, of SIDS. There was no reason, but they found the baby dead in its crib. And, and shortly within, within three days of that death, we had a gentleman fall in our church. And, and he was on a ladder, had an apparent heart attack, falls. And he was here after hours. And someone comes through the office and they see a body laying in our office. And I'm called to come to the church office on our day out and 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 identifying the member that's there. And, and Kim had to go talk with the wife and share the news as I stayed with the body. And, and I'm telling you, the weight of that, of going through death, 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 and, and a baby's death, a 15-year-old's death, and an unexpected adult's death. It, funerals are nice when they're 85 and they gracefully passed in the night. Those are wonderful and exciting funerals to do. Those three were very, very hard. And they took a hit on me emotionally and on Kim emotionally. And we needed the advice and the wisdom of people to help us process through our grief, our pain, feeling inferior, and all that goes with it. Last thing I want to share as we wrap this one up is something that I've offered from the very beginning of Rock Family Church, now for the 15 years, is that we will pay if any of our staff members need to go to counseling, we will pay 100%. Because I want not just myself to be healthy, I want my staff to be healthy. And if they're going through a personal issue, if they're going through a challenging issue, um, and they know that they can go and talk to that counselor, and yes, Rock Family Church is paying the bill, but there, there is, there, it, it would break the law for that counselor to share us anything of that counseling appointment. But we support our staff in doing that. We ask them, our pastoral staff specifically, to go get a marriage checkup about once every year. And it creates a safe place when the counselor says, so is there anything? Oh, no, we're good. Yeah, we're good. And then he starts asking his diagnostic questions. How are you? And all of a sudden it's like, gets a little, well, well yeah, we, we kind of have. And all of a sudden what's a checkup becomes a three checkups. And, but we process through that and, and we get healthy. And so I would encourage you to consider that with your staff and uh, opening that door of, of that net of safety to them that will help and bless them. Hey, I want to encourage you guys to check out DeanHawk.com. We are uh, 
regularly releasing new series and my notes, the PowerPoint, the handouts, the fill in the blank outlines, the graphics and, and sermon bumper intro videos. Um, I don't know what is the latest ones on there. And, uh, uh, but thank you for checking out those resources and share the podcast with somebody if it's helping you. Uh, next month in June, we're going to kick off and we're going to be talking about the power of momentum. It's going to be one you're going to enjoy. Uh, we'll see you next month. Happy graduation. Happy Memorial Day. Uh, we hope that you have a good rest of the month. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series and teaching outlines by Pastor Dean, visit us at deanhawk.com. Be sure and join us next month as we continue our growth on leadership.